Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello and welcome to Ayers on the Road. Boy, we're on the road today, honey. In fact, we're I can't even look into your big blue eyes while we're talking. You're so far away in Arizona. I am in Arizona. It's graduation season. And we have had a granddaughter who just graduated from Highland High School in Gilbert, Arizona, which is really exciting. Wow, that was an amazing graduation. There were 5,000 kid people there at that stadium last night. Wow. You know, I'm sure a lot of you listeners find the same thing we do. In May, things are so busy with kids and the conclusion of a school year that I bet you do what we do. You divide and conquer. So Linda went to Arizona. I've been up here with a, another graduate who graduates uh, in, in Ogden, Utah. And I'm down in southern Utah now working on some other things we had to do with our horses. Well, when you combine horses and kids, you got a lot of ground to cover, honey. So I'm glad to hear your voice, even though we're not <laughs> together today. Right. I think I'm having better weather than you are out in Utah. It is gorgeous <laughs> here today. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so um, families take so much time. <laughs> Especially when you, when you go on graduations. You know what? I had, uh, we had a sixth grade graduation yesterday, too. And so oh, that's what this right. is from our youngest granddaughter here. And that was fun. I mean, oh my gosh, those kids were screaming their heads off in the auditorium for their last assembly. And then they ran through the school. Everybody, all the sixth graders went by and everybody gave them high fives in the whole school to say goodbye. And then I went over to our son's school, which is a charter school in Arizona called ALA, American Leadership. Academy meaning our and, meaning our meaning our son's school in the sense that he's a teacher there, right? Exactly, and um, they were having graduation there, and parking was horrendous. <laughs> there were a thousand people there. There's so much going on with graduations this year. Well, and when you think about graduations and what they mean, they 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 basically symbolize so much in our lives: the the ending of one era, the starting of another era. Sometimes with a little break in between that we call summertime. Although summer vacations are getting shorter and shorter <laughs> these days. Remember they when are. there was never any school in June, July, or August? Yeah, Those I remember days that. Are gone. These Those kids start August first here. August. First. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, there's there's something wrong with that. But having done a little roundup of what probably all parents and grandparents are feeling this time of the year with graduations and moving on and summer coming on and getting ready for another school year that's in the fairly close focus, we're still going to stay with our theme and our little mini-series that we've started here on Iris on the Road on the myths of marriage. And this one actually is pretty appropriate for today, honey, because it's a myth about prioritizing of time and about prioritizing of what, what really matters and what doesn't. And it's a thing a lot of us are thinking about as, as a school year ends. And so this is marriage myth number two, and we call it the achievement myth and other myths about priorities. 
And let me just read let me just read the myth and the corresponding truth that goes with it, honey, and then you may want to editorialize a little. So the myth is achievements are harder and take more work than relationships. Now, that's not something we go around saying a lot of the time, but but the way we live our lives often sort of conveys the idea that what we really have to work on are our achievements, our our careers, our goals, our plans, our our paths of our career and so on. And and of course those are important things, but they often happen at the expense of relationships. In other words, we say, well, relationships, you know, they kind of take care of themselves. We, we love our spouse. We love our kids. We'll just do our best. But our creative effort, our energy, our mental power is often going 90% or more into the things we're trying to achieve and not so much into the relationships. So the truth that we think ought to replace this myth, again, the myth, achievements are harder and take more time than relationships. The truth that we ought to replace that with is relationships are, both in the short term and the long term, always more important than achievements. And, frankly, they're usually harder. And so this is a, this is a real, we're really making a, a, a difficult request of ourselves and of you as listeners today, which is how do we rearrange our thinking and our our, our prioritizing and the way we look at things, our paradigm, if you will, how do we rearrange those so that the relationships get the prime attention even more than the achievements and so that the, 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 the support mechanism gets switched? So instead of saying, well, our relationships have to be good in order to support our careers or to support our achievements or to support our goals, we want to turn that around and say instead, how do we work it so that in our heads and in our hearts, it is our achievements and the things we're doing in our careers that support the relationships or the family, which is ultimately the more important thing? You know, I think it is, that's really true. I mean, I found myself this week getting all wrapped up in something that I wanted to change in the house. And um, I was running all over trying to find stuff and by the honestly I couldn't find it by the end of the day I thought this is so silly I should just be home writing to my grandchildren or something I just get so <laughs> wrapped up in the things that are not so important they are important in the end but wow I think especially women can get so wrapped up in the minutiae of the details of stuff that um it's it's and and you know if for those who are working full time and so on you can also get wrapped up in the minutia at office at the office there's so many things that we spend so much time and effort on and it kind of is at the expense of our relationships sometimes well and we go back on this on this particular myth and again um the marriage myth is that achievements are harder and take more work than relationships. And the problem with that, especially when it comes to marriage, is that marriage takes a lot of work all the time. And the minute we put it on the back burner and say, well, you know, I just hope the marriage works out over time or I, I'm married now and it's just it is what it is. And, and we stop working on it and, and stop improving it and put all our focus onto our achievements or our careers or the things we're trying to do in the world, 
the minute we do that, there begins to be some, it may be indetectable at first, but there begins to be some deterioration of the relationship because relationships are never static. They never just are, are on hold. They never just stay in the same place. They're always improving slightly and almost imperceptibly, or they're, they're deteriorating a little bit. And, and the effort just has to be there. So we go back to our, fav, our famous and our favorite, we're trying to make it famous, quote by C.S. Lewis <laughs> about the home. And, and you've heard us say this before on the show. The homemaker is the ultimate career. Now, he's using that word a little different than you're used to with homemaker. Someone that's making a home. The making of a home is the ultimate career. All other careers exist for one purpose only, and that is to support this ultimate career. So he had it right. I mean, all the things we do, we go out and we work hard. We go out and we try to be the best in our professions. We go out and we try to succeed. We try to earn the money we need and so on. All those things are great. But they're so much greater if they're perceived as the means to an end, not the end in themselves, the means to the end of good relationships and a strong family. Well, it is so true that, you know, that is the ideal. And that is also the problem because we get so wrapped up in other things that we don't remember every day that the most important thing we're doing is uh, working on our relationships with our families. Um, I I have to say that there are some relationships you can put on hold in the background. Uh, we have I have some high school friends that I adore, and you know we we really don't make connections that often. Maybe a couple of times a year, and sometimes there were years when we didn't talk with each other because we were so busy raising our families. But then we get back together again for an evening and it's almost like we've never been apart because we just catch up and then we know each other and so on. But that's so different. Those relationships are so different than our family relationships. It just takes so much concentration to keep remembering that A, we have to ask questions of the people that we love the most and see how they're doing and develop that relationship and what, what we can do to help or how we can be closer to them. It is a really big job. In fact, well, that, I think that, you make one, one really interesting point you just made there, honey, is that, uh, you know, relationships with friends are interesting because you're, you're sort of in the same life phase as the friends are. And you, that's an interesting point you made. You may not see a kid that was a, a good friend of yours when you were 18 and you don't see him again until you're 25 and you sort of pick up on it. And, you know, you've both grown older and your relationship comes back into focus and so on. Whereas with children or with a marriage, um, you know, it's so it's so different because you're together all the time. And because especially with the children, your time with them is so limited and they're changing so dramatically. I mean, take that same five years with a child who, you know, was three years old and now they're eight years old everything has changed. And if you've missed out on some of that changing, if you've been absent or if your mind has been prioritized on other things and you miss a phase of your child's growth or you're not fully aware of how he's changing or whatever, that can be such a fatal mistake. And in a marriage, you know, again, the minute you start taking each other for granted or taking the relationship for granted or saying, 
you know, we're just going to focus on all these other things we're doing because our relationship of our marriage is, it's just there and it'll always be there. That's a fatal assumption that is not going to be true. If you ignore that relationship, it will deteriorate rather than improve. Um, before the break, Linda, let me just read two more of the sub-myths and, and people can be thinking about them and then we'll come back after the break on them. So, um, one sub-myth is the home supports the career, and the truth is the career supports the home. Another sub-myth is achievements can be pursued while relationships just happen. And the truth is relationships, particularly the marriage relationship, deserve the most pursuing of all. And you can set relationship goals as well as achievement goals. That's a key thing that we want to talk about in the second half. The third sub-myth is parenting is more work than marriaging, and good parents almost always make good marriage partners, and that's not true. The truth is good marriages take constant effort and almost always make better parenting, but it doesn't necessarily work the other way around. And the last sub-myth, marriage is about two individuals, and it works best if the families stay out of it. And the truth of the matter is your marriage, whether you like it or not, is the joining of two families. So you might as well embrace it. Our in-laws can become our in-loves. And the most positive and proactive we are about extended family relationships, the better we get at really working on those larger relationships with our spouse's family, the more we'll get out of it and the, and the better our marriages will become. So hang on, we have a lot to talk about in just a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. Um, today we're talking about a lot of things. We're talking about myth number two, and we're talking about when, when it comes to marriage and how we can prioritize our marriage over our um, accomplishments and the things that we're working on outside of our marriage. And remember that we're calling this little series on marriage, the eight myths of marriaging. We love that new word. It's not really a word, but it is for us a real word because marriaging is a verb. It's not a noun. It's not just marriage, which just sort of sits there inert and not doing anything. Marriaging, it's like the word parenting. It's like something you work at, something you continually strive to make better and to make more effectual in your lives. And so when we went off, Linda, what do you think about this, this sub-myth that... Uh, Parenting is more, or excuse me, that uh, achievements can be pursued while relationships just happen. Uh, in other words, how is it that people think that they can have goals for their career, for how much money they want to earn or save, or for when they want to get promoted, or for what kind of house they want to build, or whatever? Why do we think that goals have to be about achievements? And why can't we also have goals about our relationships? Well, you are the master of that. And before you take off on that, I, I mean, really, those of you who are listening, I'm married to a guru on making, on making goals for relationships. He is my teacher, and it really is amazing what can happen. But I do have to be add a little realism here, and that is that there are just things that enter our lives and that and 
they can take us over completely. We have just written a book. We've just turned in a book like two or three weeks ago. And honestly, we had our heads down doing that. I did. I'm sure, honey, you were out doing relationships while I was working on that. No, no. I did. This I, is a good point. I Things got take to the over. end of that. Well, I got to the end of that. And honestly, I was morning, noon, and night thinking about that all the time, thinking about that. And then I suddenly thought, my gosh, I have not, I haven't said, even said hello to Richard about how are you, or let alone my children or grandchildren. I've lost track of what's going on in my relationship world because I'm just so occupied in this project. And I, I think we all do that. It's really easy to get wrapped up in something and let it take us away. Well, especially something out in the career place or out in the workplace where you're, you're really, you know, there's a project or there's a goal or you're, you're under pressure or your boss is riding you hard or whatever. And your whole mentality is going into that. And the easiest thing in the world is just take your relationships for granted and just say, well, my marriage is just going to have to get along on its own because I don't have any time to devote to it. Or even back to the point we were making earlier, honey, we, we uh, you know, I, I let, let me just be personal here for a minute. I used to be a management consultant. And one of the things that occurred to me, and it helped me to just think about this young in my career, was that whenever I asked a client to give me his goals for his company or for his job or for his financial situation or whatever, most of the people I was dealing with in the business world could do that quite easily. They, they were clear in their minds what their goals were. And you could say, well, where would you like to be in five years? And they could give you a pretty good picture of where they wanted their career to be or where they wanted their finances to be or their balance sheet or whatever, or what kind of house they wanted to live in in five years and so on and so forth. But when I would say, well, do you have any goals for your relationships? Boy, then suddenly it became much more nebulous. People would say things like, well, yeah, sure. I, uh, of course, relationships are important to me. I, I, I want to have a good marriage. I want my marriage to improve. And I want to be a good parent. I want to take good care of my kids. And I would think in my mind, and sometimes if, if the relationship was good enough, I'd point it out to them. That's such a general non-specific, non-measurable goal. That would be like if I asked you about your finances and you said, uh, well, in five years, I want to be doing well. Or, or you know, uh, I, I want to be promoted, and, and, you know, and, and have a better job. Or I'd like to, um, you know, change companies and, and uh, be the president of something or whatever. I mean, the, the, even then I'm getting more specific. Because when it comes to achievements, we're usually very clear in what our goals are, and we can break them down. We can say, here's a five-year goal. I want to have this much money in five years. So that means that in this first year, I need to save this much. In the second year, I need to save this much, and so on. And that's the nature of good goal setting, is to have a long-range goal that is supported by short-range goals. But in relationships, why don't we do that? Why do we just say, oh, I want to be a better husband or I want to be a, a good dad or whatever? How do we get specific on what those relationships goals really are? That's the question, Boy, right? That is the question. And as I mentioned earlier, you are really good at that. And 
Well, you're I good at it. I've, listen, I, I'm, I'm good at talking about it, but I've learned a lot of it from you. Well, you focus, I, I you, have You learned. have a natural. Linda, listen, you have a natural sense of priorities. And I'm going to, you know, we're not together today. We're on different phones in different states. But so I can embarrass you and you can't punch me in the ribs. But but people like me need to think harder about this, Linda, than people like you, because your natural tendency is to prioritize a relationship. If you're in a situation where you're trying to get something done, a thing, a, an accomplishment, an achievement, quote unquote, and, and someone needs you or, or a person uh, looks to you like they need help or, or one of your kids, um, uh, you know, is in a situation, you will always choose the relationship. I don't think most people are like that. At least I'm not. I have to say to myself consciously, wait a minute, which matters the most here? I mean, I could give you a hundred examples. If, I, if I'm sitting working on something and and a grandchild comes in and he wants to play with his Legos or something, my instinct is to say, well, let me pencil you in for tomorrow at four o'clock, son. I, I don't have time right now. I'm trying to finish this thing I'm doing, this thing I'm doing. Whereas you would drop it in a minute and go and go do it. And it, you have this natural sense that a relationship, particularly with a child or with a spouse or with someone you love, is always more important than whatever it is you're doing. Some of us, including me, and this is why I'm so preoccupied with this, I guess, my tendency is to want to schedule the relationships at another time so I can finish the achievement. You remember <laughs> that old thing? You remember that old analogy where you, you have a bottle or a, a container and you're trying to put some sand in it and you're also trying to put some rocks in it? And, and what happens is that uh, if you pour the sand in the bottle first and then you try to put the rocks in on top of it, there's not enough room. They won't all fit in. But if you put the rocks in first, the bigger rocks, and they, they go in the bottle, then the sand will fill in around them and, and that will work out. So I guess in a way the question we're asking today is, are you clear on what your sand is and what your rocks are? Because the fact of the matter is that it's relationships that are the rocks. They're the important things. They're the big things. And the sand is the achievements and the, the, all the things you do um, in your professional life and your achievements. They're the things. And believe me, if you pour the sand in first, there's not time for the relationships. But if you, if you become, through effort, what you are instinctively, Linda, which is someone who prioritizes relationships, you take care of the things that matter most, your marriage and your children, and I promise you that the sand of the other things you do will find a way to fill in around them and you'll get it all in the bottle. Okay, but I think part of this is not to um, make it sound like this is how it always works, but gender makes a big difference on this. I think obviously women are more... Uh, more relationship oriented, but I do have to say, bringing it back to marriage. Wow. You know, marriage, you just, especially when you have a lot of kids or kids at home or any kids at home, they can take over your life and you kind of forget about the guy who is really the most important person in your life. It is really hard to remember that. 
And I remember even a couple of weeks ago, just in my own defense on that, I don't do everything um, <laughs> right. Or even <laughs> as you would want me to do it. No, you, you do. Looking, you do. No, but I remember you looking over my shoulder at my little uh, goals for the week. I have a little, we have this little gold book. It's called the anti-planner. We'll have to spend a whole uh, show on that sometime. But anyway, there's a section <clears throat> where I have for family, what I'm going to do for family. And I remember you peeking over my shoulder and saying, I am, am I on that list? <laughs> you remember that old story? <laughs> and actually you weren't on the list because I just kind of take you for granted a lot. I mean, like you're always going to be there and you, um, you are just, you know, you're the rock, you're there, but man, I'm so busy throwing in that sand with the kids and the grandkids and things that need to happen that sometimes you get lost in the shuffle. So, so Linda, like that, that your, your idea of defending yourself is trying to convince people you're really not perfect. <laughs> well, of course but you know, I'm you know, it, it, I, it's a little inside joke between the two of us. There used to be this public service ad on TV where, it showed this busy mom who had her big planner there and and the little kid is coming over and wants her attention and the mom's like don't bother me i'm trying to plan something and she's working in her planner and finally the little kid says mommy who's who's in that big book that big book is meaning her big planner and she said oh it's just important things and important people that mommy has to do and the little kid gets a little tear in his eyes about a four-year-old or something and he and he says mommy is my name in your book? <laughs> it was and like I a think, tearjerker. Well, that's <laughs> but what, what it feels like sometimes with spouses. Yeah. You know, they're, you're so occupied with other things that you're doing that you're just not taking care of your spouse. And that's what this is all about is marriaging. So back to your point on the, or back to the analogy of the rocks in the bottle, what you're saying, Linda, correct me if I'm wrong is that uh yeah the the rocks are your relationships and that great big rock that that great big one that's your spouse <laughs> yeah and those little those little rocks are your kids and you got to get all them in there first and then pour the sand around and for heaven's sake don't leave the big rock out or you'll never get it in right it's got to go in first it'll never fit if you put the other stuff in first i know easily said but it's hard to make that happen and, so let uh, me just quickly, let me just really quickly before we run out of time and then give you the last word. I, I, I want to get back to this thing of setting goals. A relationship goal is not that different than an achievement goal, folks. It's just different the way you pursue it. It's the same in that you set some goals for five years out and then pair them back into shorter range goals. The difference is that when you're setting achievement goals, it's often quantitative. I want this much money or I want this position or I want this thing to happen. Whereas with relationships, it's more descriptive. So here's the challenge I'd like to make to you listeners today. Try to write a description of your marriage five years from now how you'd like that relationship to be. Keep it private. Just do this in your own journal and describe the trust level, the feelings of love, the commitment levels. Describe in writing and don't worry about it. No one's going to read it but you. You don't have to make it perfect, but, but put yourself out there. So it's now 2024, five years from now, what does your relationship look like? That is setting a relationship goal when you describe it the way you want it to be.
Well, I think you're the guru on that, honey. You are the one that has taught me how to do that. It really does make a difference. It focuses your mind on the most important person in your life. And I do have to say before we sign off, we know we're talking to a lot of single parents out there. You can apply this to relationships, any important yeah, any relationship, relationship in, your, right. in your life. So we just wish you so the very best this week. That's the end of this thing. But think about it. Think about the fact that it is a myth to think that achievements are harder or take more work than relationships. Shift your priorities. Put more work on relationships. No one on their deathbed ever says, oh, man, I wish I'd spent more time on the business. So good luck with that. And we'll see you again next week on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.